0: And a very, very good day to you, my friends. Welcome once again to Come To Me. My name is Jim Manfredonia, and as always, it is a great joy to be here with you, as the Lord allows us this time every Tuesday, Wednesday and Thursday at 4 p.m. live Eastern Time. I'm praying you are having a blessed, happy, and holy October 20th, if that's what it is. I'm not quite sure. I believe so. Um, or is it not? I'm not really sure. Little, little, that con- yeah, is the 20th, okay. It's the 20th of October, 2020, 10-2020. So uh, hoping your day is a blessed one and thanking you for taking some time out of your day and out of the busyness of your day to share this time with me and all of our wonderful and blessed domestic church media family, tuning in from, well, I we used to say coast to coast from the Atlantic to the Delaware, but now we literally are going around the globe using all these beautiful means of communication, uh, all these wonderful platforms that we're able to use to bring the good news of Jesus Christ out to so many people every day. So wherever you are listening, actually there's no video today. Uh, I'm seeing uh, YouTube is doing something strange. I don't know what it is. (laughs) I don't know what they do. Sometimes I think they do it just to annoy me, which is not hard to do. Uh, but anyway, we are coming all of our audio platforms, all of our, our four uh, Domestic Church Media radio stations. If you are listening on our free mobile app, uh, we're streaming live there. Also from our website, domesticchurchmedia.org. And also, if you have the home speaker devices, the Amazon Echo or Google Home devices, all you have to say is play Domestic Church Media, and we'll stream live there as well. You know, I have in my car the Amazon Echo Auto as an automobile, and it's a little device uh, about the size, probably about the size of a credit card. Not as thin, but uh, about that size. And uh, you plug it into your your USB port there in your car, and it streams from your phone, and uh, all you have to say is uh, play Domestic Church Media, and boom, there we are coming across uh, your car speakers uh, in beautiful quality FM sound. So even though we have all these wonderful radio stations, uh, with technology these days, being able to communicate to so many souls and literally around the world, I think I said yesterday on on the program when Bruce was here that we've had downloads of our mobile app. You know, we have the free Domestic Church Media mobile app, which we introduced about a year ago. Um, we've had downloads of our app in every on every continent in the world except for Antarctica. So our marketing uh, strategies in Antarctica have to be improved a little bit, but uh, every other continent, there has been downloads of our domestic church media mobile app, and I know uh, that we have um, a viewer in uh, viewers and listeners, perhaps even uh, all the way over in down in New Zealand, who watch the program. So we're so grateful to Almighty God for that. I'm happy you are here, my friends, on this lovely day. And and uh, today, uh, since it is Tuesday, we start our week together. Uh, I do like to share with you some of our Holy Father's uh, teachings from over the weekend. Uh, Also, um, well, a few things lined up here. I I haven't pulled them all up in front of me, but I had them all queued up, so we'll get to them in a little bit. But first we're going to pray, and uh, as always, wherever you are, however you are listening right now, I invite you to join us in prayer by raising up your special prayer intentions and allow the domestic church media family to come together in prayer for all of those needs. We're always so thankful when Bruce comes on the first and third Monday, of every month, as he was here yesterday, it's always uh, gives us great, great uh, joy when uh, you uh, allow us the honor of praying with you and praying for you uh, on Bruce's program and throughout our day. You know, I was just going through some of our mail today, and uh, so many prayer requests coming in, and I, I, I again, it gives me great honor and great joy to be able to I uh, go right across the hall from our studio here is our beautiful little chapel of the Holy Family, where we do have the Blessed Sacrament reserved in the tabernacle, and I'm able to take your prayers with me and pray for you and your intentions, and I, I love uh, praying morning prayer in there and evening prayer before I leave each day, uh, taking you and your intentions with me. It's so important these days. Prayer is, you know, we have the most powerful weapon available at our disposal in prayer, and right now, you know there are so many prayers being raised for so many different intentions. And we're going to pray now the prayer for the United States of America, which we've been praying since uh, the summer. And of course, here we are, just two weeks away from the election. And uh, brothers and sisters, you know, we, we have to pray that people vote with a well-formed Catholic conscience. We're not voting personalities. We're voting for basically the, the soul of the country in so many ways. And it is incumbent upon every Catholic, every person of goodwill, but especially Catholics. We have the fullness of all faith in our deposit of faith. And we are required, by virtue of our baptism, to live out our faith, and to live out our faith with a well-formed conscience, the heart and mind of the Church. And, you know, there's—and I don't know if I'll get to it today, either today or tomorrow, but um, the uh, Family Council um, put out a chart where they compare the platforms of the Democrat and the Republican Party, again, not even the candidates, just the party platforms and you know forget about the personalities or the the, the, the two men running right now, and just go to the platforms of these parties and read them, especially on those issues that are are so so important to the morality of this country to the basic heart and soul of who we are as children of God, the non-negotiables, as Pope Benedict called them. And with a well-formed Catholic conscience, see, open your hearts and minds to these platforms. They're, 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 they're like night and day uh, through a Catholic prism on what is the obvious. And, you know, our responsibility here is is not to tell you who to vote for. That's, That's not my responsibility. Our responsibility here at Domestic Church Media is to help form that Catholic conscience, to enlighten the hearts and minds of all of our family of listeners in the truth. So as we pray for our country today, and we will do this in a second, as we've been doing for many months now, praying that between now and, and and November 3rd, two weeks from today, just two weeks, 14 days, when the people of this country will make a decision to choose the individual and the platform that God wills, that is compliant with God's will, as closely as possible anyway, more aligned with the will of God. And the heart and mind of the church. So we pray this prayer, my friends, and I, I know so many of you have them. We've sent out over over three thousand, I believe, of these prayer cards to you, and we're so grateful to Almighty God to be able to do that. So let's begin in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Most Holy Trinity, our Father in heaven, who chose Mary as the fairest of your daughters. Holy Spirit, who chose Mary as your spouse, God the Son, who chose Mary as your mother. In union with Mary, we adore your majesty and acknowledge your supreme eternal dominion and authority. Most Holy Trinity, we put the United States of America into the hands of Mary Immaculate in order that she may present the country to you. Through her, we wish to thank you for the great resources of this land and for the freedom which has been its heritage. Through the intercession of Mary, have mercy on the Catholic Church in America. Grant us peace. Have mercy on our President and on all the officers of our government. Grant us a fruitful economy born of justice and charity. Have mercy on capital and industry and labor. Protect the family life of the nation. Guard the precious gift of many religious vocations. Through the intercession of our Mother, have mercy on the sick, the tempted, sinners on all who are in need mary immaculate virgin our mother patroness of our land we praise you and honor you and give ourselves to you protect us from every harm pray for us that acting always according to your will and the will of your divine son we may live and die pleasing to god amen and we'll pray our prayers to saint michael the archangel and also the beautiful ancient prayer to Our Lady the sub tum presidium prayer that Holy Father Pope Francis asked us to pray these prayers daily a couple of years ago he did this asked Catholics to pray these prayers every day with the specific intention of protecting the church from the attacks of the devil and also we're including to protect our country from the attacks of the devil and so we pray St. Michael the Archangel, defend us in battle, be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray, and do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan, and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. And the beautiful prayer, this is the most ancient prayer I think we have to Our Lady, the Subtum Presidium Prayer. And, and where did it go <laughs> it was here a minute ago there we go well excuse me friends i <laughs> see when you use technology the old boy gets his hands in this and then uh things go quite awry but i'll uh see if i can get this here here we go my okay We fly to thy protection, O Holy Mother of God. Do not despise our petitions and our necessities, but deliver us always from all dangers, O glorious and blessed Virgin. Amen. And we pray, Jesus, Mary, and Joseph, we love you. Pray for us. Venerable Archbishop Sheen, pray for us. St. Pope John Paul II, pray for us. Our Lady of Good Remedy, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Well, again, my friends, as always, I thank you for praying together, and I uh, just encourage you, please, please, please keep praying uh, for each other, for our country, for our church, for families. Uh, you know, we find ourselves right now in uh, situations uh, that are— it's, it almost becomes surreal, really, when you stop to consider uh, the state of affairs, uh, both in our country and in the world, but especially right now in our in our country, you know, we, we had the great joy. Uh, Cheryl was here with me a little earlier, as were Brian and Susan Middleton, the parents of Maria Middleton. As you know, we have been praying for Maria for a miracle for uh, about 21 months, and the Lord did call her home a couple weeks ago and the beautiful funeral that we had uh, for her you know, last week. And... Um, I, I've, I've said this to you before, and I'll say it to you again, because I, 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 we do believe this. Even hearing as we were talking, having lunch here this today, and hearing all the, the, the just the miraculous, mystical, and beautiful stories of Maria's life, and especially in the last couple of years, and last year especially in her uh, suffering, uh, that uh, if if there are any of you listening with young people in your household who have strayed from the faith or are straying or are in um, unhealthy uh, relationships or or in in living a lifestyle that is spiritually dangerous, pray to Maria for intercession. Pray to her, for, for her to intercede on behalf of your children, your grandchildren. Pray also for your priests to Maria. We're finding that there is a very special uh, patronage there as well. So to protect your priests, to, to keep your priests uh, away from spiritual harm, uh, to uh, en- enliven their vocation in their hearts, those maybe who have become uh, one way or another uh, nominal in that vocation. And and keep keep praying and and let us know if you would let us know um, how these 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 prayers are working in your life in the lives of those for whom you're praying. Uh, we want to start really really invoking this beautiful young soul who we know uh, has a, a great eternal mission right now. Um and we're very thankful and and grateful that uh, the Middleton family have said that if anybody because we have had inquiries about this anybody who would like to make a a, a, a donation in the name of Maria that those donations be made uh, in her name to Domestic Church Media so we thank the Middleton family for that uh, great gift so friends if we've had had we have had inquiries people who have asked you know how can i make a contribution in Maria's name in memory of Maria you know, the Milton family has so graciously said, "Please make them to domestic church media." So, thank you for that as well. We'll keep you posted on this, though. But I, I do really believe that uh, we need to pray to this beautiful uh, young woman uh, who the Lord called home a couple of weeks ago. But even while she suffered here on Earth, there were many, many, many miracles, and we're seeing miracle. We're hearing about miracles even now. And so, as I said, especially if you have young people, uh, young adults, teenagers, who are straying from the faith, or who have had, uh, you know, turned into a living a lifestyle that is um, uh, can be spiritually dangerous, uh, to please pray to Maria for their conversion, for their return to the fullness of faith. And, and let us know how that happens. And again, another charism we believe, another patronage, would be for your priests. Pray to Maria for your, for your priests. And let us know about these the results of these prayers, the, the fruits of these prayers as they transpire. All right, so over the weekend, um, Holy Father, in his Angelus message, talked about our Supreme God. And, you know, we get so hung up in so many areas of life sometimes. As I said, you know, I, I, we're putting together our newsletter uh, for our, the end of year, as we do each year, to kind of recap for our, our family um, what Domestic Church has been doing and what, what the Lord has done through us. This has been one very, very challenging year uh, you know, we have we, we had to postpone our, our Radiothon, which we normally have in the spring. It had been scheduled for April 1st, 2nd, and 3rd. We obviously postponed it because that was right in the thick of the uh, uh, pandemic. and We know that our family of listeners and viewers uh, had many other things that were of great concern to them, and the Radiothon was not at the top of that list, and we wouldn't want it to be, so we postponed it. But we are now officially announcing— that the Radiothon 2020 will take place December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. That's the first week in December, the Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, December 2nd, 3rd, and 4th. And I'm going to ask you also to pray for us, because without that Radiothon in the spring, it really did put us in a very serious financial situation, because we count on those funds that we raise in the spring to carry us through the summer and into the fall. We didn't have that this year, so things have been a little bit tight. <laughs> um, but through all this, you know, and, and all the issues that we've all had, for one reason, one way or another, as a result of the pandemic, we know this, that God is supreme. And Holy Father, over the weekend, said Catholics, by virtue of their baptism, must affirm to the world, God's primacy in human life and in history. The Holy Father explained that to pay taxes is a duty of citizens, as is complying with the just laws of the state. At the same time, it's necessary, Pope Francis said, to affirm God's primacy in human life and in human history, respecting God's right over all that belongs to him. Hence, The mission of the Church and of Christians, Pope Francis said, is to speak of God and bear witness to him to the men and women of our time. In so many areas of our life, especially in our Western culture, there is a very obvious absence of God in the psyche of society. God is present. God didn't go anywhere. God's not going anywhere. God's Uh, all-knowing, all-present, he's here, he's everywhere. But society has blocked out that presence, and we have become a very humanist, secularist society in so many areas of life. And so is it surprising, then, that society tends to go in that direction, in the direction of a godless society? in the direction of a humanist society, a secularist society, where every decision made, every, every action taken is based on that, that we are supreme, that we are uh, our God. And sadly, then, that creates very, very spiritually dangerous culture. So Holy Father said, it's our mission as Catholics and as Christians to affirm God's primacy, that our mission is to speak of God and bear witness to him to men and women of our time. And Holy Father said it in the passage of Sunday's Gospel, the Pharisees try to trap Jesus in speech by asking him what he thinks about the lawfulness of paying the census tax to Caesar. And Jesus said, Why are you testing me, you hypocrites? Show me the coin that pays the census tax. And of course, when they hand him the Roman coin with the image of Emperor Caesar, Jesus replies, Render therefore to Caesar the things that are Caesar's and to God the things that are God. And Holy Father said in his reply, Jesus acknowledges that the tribute to Caesar must be paid. Because the image on the coin is his. But above all, he recalls that each person carries with him another image. We carry it in our heart and in our soul, Pope Francis said, that of God. And therefore it is to him and to him alone that each person owes his or her existence, his or her life. You know, we're in a, a a political season right now, aren't we? Two weeks away from a national election and a very and I you know you've heard it say you don't want to become too cliched, but probably the most important election of our lifetime because the the difference between the two candidates and their party's platforms are so uh, um, diametrically opposed to each other, and where do we want? This country to go in what direction? What, where do we want our society to go? In which direction? Again, as I said, and the the uh, Family Policy Council put out a chart. I have it here in the studio that outlines a, and and compares the Democrat and the Republican platforms, not the candidates or their speeches or whatever this, but the the party platforms. By which the standard bearer of that party would work to carry through, and we look at these platforms, and we should look at them through a well-formed Catholic conscience. You can say, "I don't like this person. I don't like that person. I don't like it. I don't like his personality. I don't like the way, you know, he's he's uh, behaving or not behaving or." saying or not saying. There was a wonderful piece in the National Catholic Register by the uh, CEO of of EWTN, Michael Warsaw, about voting not for personality but for policy. But even in, in his teaching on Sunday, Pope Francis reminds us that our calling, the image that we carry, is not the image of a president, you know, Ultimately, we are citizens of heaven, and we carry the image of God in our heart and in our soul. And therefore, it is to him, Holy Father said, and to him alone, that each person owes his or her existence, his or her life. Pope Francis said, Jesus' line gives clear guidance for the mission of all believers of all times, even for us today— explaining that everyone by baptism is called to be a living presence in society, inspiring it with the gospel and with the lifeblood of the Holy Spirit. That's the calling of every person, because we're all called to be saints. And Holy Father says this requires humility and courage, a commitment to building the civilization of love where justice and fraternity reign. you know we live in a in a society right now that is so divided there is so much division among you know individuals in in community and family and in, in politics even in our church and we are called to build up we are called to build up the kingdom of god here on earth to build up a civilization of love where justice and fraternity reign, free from all hypocrisy, and to be honest and constructive citizens. And the Holy Father asks us to pray to our Blessed Mother that she may sustain us disciples of Christ in the mission to bear witness that God is the center and meaning of life. So many people over the past number of months, throughout this this pandemic, this time of socially distancing and quarantining and uh, shuttering in and lockdown and mask wearing and fear of a virus that has killed people, we become uh, so cynical in so many ways, and we become so fearful of each other can i get the virus from you and when i get it you know am i going to die the churches have been locked of course now they're open but we know even that at holy mass it's 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 not not what we are used to families aren't visiting workplaces are closed people are unemployed there's so many things in the world that that can disturb us and, and if we allow it bring us down but as holy father reminded us on Sunday god is supreme and we as members of this church are called to be building up a civilization of love to give witness by virtue of our baptism as Christians, as children of God, that our first allegiance is to God, that ultimately we are called to be citizens of heaven. Oh, yes, we have a civic responsibility here as, as citizens of this country to choose those individuals who will represent us. Remember, our uh, country is and our government is a government of, by, and for the people. And the people we send to Washington are there to represent us. That's the beauty of our republic and our democracy. But we have to, as Catholics, you know, 60-plus million strong in this country, with a lot of power in our votes, must vote clearly with a well formed Catholic conscience. And if we put God first and we do all that we can to know our faith, love our faith, and live our faith, we will make the right decisions. We will make the right choice. We will pull the right lever in the voting booth or push the right button or check off the right name on the mail-in ballot, however we're doing it. Forget about personality. Personality. Vote on what's going to be the policy that we have to live by. And we want that policy to be in accordance with God's holy will, compliant with his will in whatever way it can. I'll take a break. When I come back, I have a few things here in front of me, and I'll make a decision on where we go during the break. So stay where you are, my brothers and sisters. More to come on Come To Me. We have a big problem. Our culture is dying and souls are in danger of being lost. The answer is conversion to Jesus Christ in his church. St. Paul Street Evangelization is a Catholic organization and we have hundreds of teams spreading the good news throughout the country. But we need your help. The harvest is great, but the laborers are few. Find out more and get involved today at streetevangelization.com. That's streetevangelization.com. Here is mother Angelica speaking about Catholic radio there's six billion people and we got to reach them all it's people like you radio stations like your own and I hope sincerely that people will support you because we need Catholic radio we need Catholic television and if we don't have it we shall answer to God for that because we are bound by our baptism to spread the good word we're bound by Won't you help us spread the good word by praying for us and by making a tax-deductible gift payable to Domestic Church Media, P.O. Box 7509, Trenton, 08628. Or by going to our website, wfjs.org, and making a secure online donation using your Visa or MasterCard. Please contact us today. God love you. We need Catholic Radio. We are bound by our baptism to spread the good word. 60 Seconds with Archbishop Fulton J. Sheen This universe of ours is a free universe. It is a universe of character-making, of soul-making. Almighty God is placed into our hands. Think of it, the power to make ourselves saints or devils. It is up to us. There are some laws that we cannot disobey. For example, the law of gravitation, and certain biological laws like circulation of blood. But in a moral universe, we are free either to obey the laws of God or to disobey them. Just as we are perfectly free, for example, to obey the laws of health. Or to disobey them. the people you know and trust are on ewtn hi i'm cheryl and i'm jim and we invite you to join us every friday at 4 p.m for friday live two hours of talk music interesting and informative interviews we'll also have a reflection on sunday's gospel Jim Hoffman's Weekend Weather Forecast, and you'll have a chance to call in and play one of our fun game shows like Saint of the Day or Name That Catholic Tune. It all happens right here, Friday at 4 p.m. That's Friday Live, proclaiming the joy of the gospel, communicating hope on these domestic church media stations. From Fallsington to Fort Monmouth, Little Silver to Lower Makefield, Rumson to Roebling, Washington Crossing to West Long Branch, Eatontown to Englishtown, Domestic Church Catholic Radio, proclaiming Jesus Christ in the new springtime of the church. All righty, welcome back on this uh, October twentieth, twenty twenty. Two weeks from Election Day, twenty twenty. What will that bring? Well, I'm praying you are having a blessed day, my friends, and thank you for taking some time to be with me. And uh, I see we're back up on video now. So if you want to watch the rest of the program, you can go to our YouTube channel, YouTube.com/slash Domestic Church Media. Also on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash domesticchurchmedia. I don't know what happens sometimes, but, you know, too much technology. But it's good. It's a good thing. You know, All the technology available to us that we can use to bring the Word of God to as many people as possible, that's important. Uh, let's see. What do we have here? Well, you know, I was going to do one thing, but I'm looking at my my charts here, and I'm thinking I was uh, I had alluded to it, so maybe I will go to it if I can pull it up real quick. Uh, let's see <laughs> there we go. And again, this is not this is not being political. I'm not endorsing any particular candidate. Um, I just want to give you information, and this is from the, uh, a chart put together by the Family Research Council, the legislative affiliate of the Family Research Council, and what they did was do a party platform comparison this year between the Republican and Democrat parties broken down into categories. And this is actually—this is from the actual party platform, so I'm just stating fact, okay? I'm not uh, endorsing any, any, any particular candidate, but I just want to let you know, if you don't already, which you should know if you have a well-formed Catholic conscience, what each party says about these various topics, as, uh, for example, the sanctity of human life, redefining marriage— uh, LGBTA agenda, transgender bathrooms and women's sports and schools, uh, abortion and the LGBT, uh, LGBTQ rather uh, agenda internationally, conscience uh, rights and care. We won't get to them all. But we'll start with the big major issue because you know we we know that the sanctity of human life and the dignity of every person is the, is I mean that's the, 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 the foundation of it all, right? So this is from the Republican Party platform this year on the sanctity of human life. It states, Proud to be the party that protects human life and offers real solutions for women and strongly opposes infanticide, including specific support for the Born Alive Abortion Survivors Protection Act, a human life constitutional amendment, a ban on abortion at 20 weeks when unborn babies can feel pain, a ban on abortion based on sex or disability, a ban on dismemberment abortion in which unborn babies are literally torn apart limb from limb, abortion clinic safety regulations, a ban on human cloning and creating an experimenting or experimenting upon human embryos, including three-parent embryos, a ban on any scale of uh, sale of body parts, and a ban on the use of public funds to perform or promote abortion or to fund organizations like Planned Parenthood. That's right from the Republican Party platform this year. The Democrat Party platform says this. They support repealing the Hyde Amendment to allow the government to fund abortions, they support codifying the right of abor- uh, to abortion. They s- uh, Democrats believe every woman should be able to access reproductive health care services, including safe and legal abortions, will oppose and fight to overturn federal and state laws that create barriers to reproductive health and rights, opposes current uh, FDA safety restrictions on chemical abortion pills, supports repealing President Trump's changes to the Title X program that separate abortion from federal family planning grants. So this is right from the platforms between the Republican and Democrat parties on the sanctity of human life. Redefining marriage, the Republican Party platform says... The American family is the foundation of civil society and the cornerstone of the family is natural marriage, the union of one man and one woman. The Republican Party platform says we condemn the Supreme Court's ruling in um, Obergefell versus Hodges and urges its reversal. The Democrat Party platform is silent on marriage and family being the fundamental being the foundation of society. Nothing's said on that platform. As it regards LGBT agenda, transgender bathrooms and women's sports in schools, the Republican Party platform says we embrace the principle that all Americans should be treated with dignity and respect. We support measures barring government discrimination because of one's views on marriage and family. Supports the right of parents to determine the proper medical treatment and therapy for their minor children. Opposes Title IX being used to impose a social and cultural revolution upon the American people by wrongly redefining sex discrimination to include sexual orientation other categories. Opposes reshaping our schools and our entire society to fit the mold of an ideology alien to America's history and traditions. And also opposes President Obama's Title IX transgender bathroom edict, saying it is illegal, dangerous, and ignores privacy issues. So that's right from the Republican Party platform this year. On those same issues, here's the Democrat Party platform. It states, We will fight to enact the Equality Act, a bill that would alter our entire federal civil rights framework, gut religious liberty, advance abortion, and allow biological men to play in women's sports if they identify as transgender women. The Democrat platform supports insurance coverage of gender transition Including surgery and hormone therapy. The Democrat platform says we will ensure that all transgender and non binary people can procure official government identification documents that accurately reflect their gender identity. The Democrat Party platform supports banning practices aimed at assisting patients with unwanted same sex attraction or gender dysphoria. The Democrat Party platform says we will work to guarantee transgender students access to facilities based on their gender identity. And the Democrat Party platform also says we will protect the rights of transgender students. Now, there's a lot on here, um, I'm just going down the list. Again, this is put out by the Family Research Council. It's a chart that just compares the two party platforms this year. And this is just stating fact. You know, you can take away from it what you will. As I said earlier, and as we're required by virtue of our baptism, my brothers and sisters, we are called to vote with a well formed. Catholic conscience. What does the Church teach on these issues that I'm mentioning, and which party is better aligned or more aligned with the heart and mind of the Church? Because we're called to vote with the heart and mind of the Church. How about religious liberty? The Republican Party platform says... They strongly support the freedom of Americans to act in accordance with their religious beliefs, not only in their houses of worship, but also in their everyday lives. The Republican Party platform also states, Ongoing attempts to compel individuals, businesses, and institutions of faith to transgress their beliefs are part of a misguided effort to undermine religion and drive it from the public square. The platform also says we value the right of America's religious leaders to preach and Americans to speak freely according to their faith. The government is constitutionally prohibited from policing or censoring speech based on religious convictions or beliefs. The Democrat Party platform says religious freedom is a core American value and a core value of the Democratic Party. Democrats will protect the rights of each American for the free exercise of his or her own religion. They also celebrate the paramount importance of maintaining the separation between church and state. They say they reject broad religious exemptions for businesses, medical providers, social service agencies, and others. They also say, the Democrat uh, Party platform says, we will fight to enact the Equality Act, a bill that would remove religious liberty protection and even force churches to violate the tenets of their faith. How about God in government? On the Republican Party platform, they say if God-given natural inalienable rights come in conflict with government, court, or human-granted rights, God-given natural inalienable inalienable rights always prevail. They also state in their platform, we support the public display of the Ten Commandments as a reflection of our history and our country's Judeo-Christian heritage. And the entire platform, the entire Republican platform, mentions God 15 times. The Democrat Party platform is silent on the role of God in government. Nothing is said on the source of human rights. And they say they celebrate the paramount importance of maintaining the separation between church and state. In the entire Democrat platform, they mention God once. um sex education the republican platform supports sexual risk avoidance education that sets abstinence until marriage as the responsible and respected standard of behavior that's right in their platform the democrat platform supports lgbtq plus whatever inclusive sex education with a full range of family planning services. Again, my friends, I'm just reading from the platforms. This is what we need to do. You know, I know, what they say, some some 22, 23, 24 million people have voted already. But we as Catholics have an obligation... Again, by virtue of our baptism, in making these types of decisions, to base our decision with a well-formed Catholic conscience, taking on the heart and mind of the Church. Now, I don't even have to, I, I don't even have to say I shouldn't even have to say, in reading the two party platforms, which is more in line with the teaching of the Church. Not perfectly in line. Not, you know, trust me, you know you can go through these. All, but, both platforms, and find on both platforms uh, things that the Church would disagree with. But when it comes to the non-negotiable elements of these platforms, when it comes to especially the life issues, not that that's the only issue, but it is the main issue, because if you don't have life—you know, in our in our uh, um, um, Declaration of Independence, it, it stated very clearly that the, the primary uh, right that we have is the right to life and then liberty and the pursuit of happiness. And this unalienable right is given to us by our Creator, not by the government, but by our Creator Himself— to exist with the right of life liberty and the pursuit of happiness but life is the first one if you don't have life what else do you have and i know this is not an easy subject because i don't like to f- uh, seem like we're getting into a a being becoming a political program you know my program is not a political program but but this program has a responsibility as does this apostolate to ensure that what we broadcast is in strict adherence and in line with the teaching authority that is the magisterium of the church. Those truths that have been revealed to the church by Christ himself and taught faithfully for 2,000 years. And when it comes for, to us making these types of decisions, that this year especially is going to have long term effects on not just. Our lives, look, I'm 60, I'll be 66 years old in December. I have more of my life behind me than I have in front of me. But I think about my children who are now getting married and raising their own children, my grandchildren. I think back to when I was growing up, and so many of you who, like me and maybe a little older, remember those days, not perfect days by any means. We had many, many... uh, Situations, you know, in our life growing up that that were not, not perfect by any means. I, I I've shared with you the story. You know, think about 1960. I was I was thinking about this the other day, 1960, which we think to be a, you know, the time of Camelot, the time of, uh, of of just a a, a euphoric society. Uh, but it was a time when when three or four little friends of mine and I, as five year year old, six year old, sitting outside of my front yard on a sunny uh, morning up in North Jersey were approached by a man who offered money to go into a vacant house with him. He was obviously a, a very sick individual, and one child did go with him. How close we, I came or anybody else came to being kidnapped in that sense, to being molested. I ran inside to my mom. My mom quickly called the police, and the police were there within minutes, and And luckily the, the young friend of mine was not harmed uh, physically. And the man who was perpetrating that crime was was taken away in handcuffs. So not perfect times. But we do remember those days fondly in many ways that they were more innocent. And uh, people were raising their families and living their lives based on basic Judeo-Christian principles upon which this country was founded. And how far we have drifted from that in so many areas of our life. And I think there are millions and millions of Americans who want to get back to that, who want to bring back those basic values once again, because we've we've been steered so far off course. And this election could be a do or die. Either uh, we do the right thing and turn the course back to where we should be, or continue sailing the sea to perdition, and I don't have to tell you <laughs> all you have to do is read read the platforms, form your conscience, and with a wealth Then don't fool yourself and don't try to you know uh, justify or rationalize well, I don't like that personality, I don't like the way he says that or he says this or base it on what they're standing for, what their policies are, and which of the two candidates and their parties are more, not perfectly aligned, but more aligned with the teaching of the church. It just comes down to that. And ultimately, my friends, as you know, as we say, we're ultimately citizens of heaven. We're just passing through this world. But while we are here, we are called to build up, as Pope Francis said in his teaching on Sunday, and as so many of his predecessors have said, to build up a civilization of love, a culture of life. And this country is a beacon of light for so many people around the world and has been for 240-plus years. Think about all that we have— all that we are able to do. I could sit behind this microphone and say what I'm saying without threats of stormtroopers coming through the door here in the studio and dragging me away in cuffs. Because this is a free land. And we do have freedom of speech right now. And I can say what I think. And I have the freedom to do that. And I can use even the media to do that. Media is very powerful. You know, we're going to be hearing a lot more about media, I think, over the next, well, my goodness, over the next couple of days and weeks and beyond. But media is very powerful. I know that. I work in it. I know the the power of the media. But we have an obligation here as Catholic media to always bring to you the truth and the truth that will set you free the truth that you will need to get home to the Father's house, which is our ultimate destination and our ultimate citizenship. That's it. But as we go along and we are not of the world, but in the world, we have a responsibility in how we live in this world and what our obligations are as followers of Jesus Christ in this world. What do we do? What do we say? How do we live our life? How do we preach the gospel? How do we give witness to the truths that we know will set us free and bring us home to the Father's house? How do I bring others into that fold? Truly living my Christian discipleship, my Catholicism. It's tough right now because we're so isolated in so many ways, isn't it? We have the ability here and have had the ability here throughout this entire pandemic to be here for you. We never shut down. We never quarantine. We don't socially distance here on the airwaves. We don't have to. You can't catch the virus through your radio or whoever you're listening or watching. We're always here. We never shut our doors. We never lock down. And this voice, God willing, for as long as the Lord allows, will continue to be open in proclaiming that truth, boldly proclaiming the the gospel without compromise, without watering it down, so that your heart and mind can be uh, educated in the truth that will make you free, that we can take the heart and mind of the church and live it. Okay, I gotta go tomorrow, Wednesday. uh, Y'all be here. Okay, God willing. (laughs) Until then, my friends, have a great rest of your day. My name is Jim Manfredonia. Thanks for listening. God bless you, and God love you.